0: Um, Taylor, the baby Jesus is missing an arm again. What? I was just getting it out of the trunk. and. you see that? Oh, for Pete's sake. Okay, listen up. The arm is missing. I repeat, the arm is missing.
1: Welcome to the Yuletide TV podcast, a podcast where we watch and review a random Christmas episode to determine whether or not it's a Christmas classic. I'm Chris, and joining me on this seasonal adventure are my friends Brian. Hello. And John. Hi. Over the next six weeks, we're going to be reviewing 20 different Christmas episodes every other day right up to Christmas. How are you guys feeling about this journey? Are you ready for it? Are you in the Christmas spirit yet? I know we're in the middle of November right now, but uh, are you feeling that Christmas creep yet? Or when do you guys like to start celebrating?
2: I like to celebrate in December, when it's Christmas, in the month because everything else sucks and christmas has been creeping up earlier and earlier every year i think it started this year in october and as a married family man i will not stand for it any longer keep christmas in december
1: i like to celebrate when forced when forced what does that mean exactly (laughs) yeah yeah other people are
0: doing it and it's awkward if i don't
1: Oh, Oh, peer pressure.
0: You like to be peer pressured into it. Yeah, it's how I I accomplish most things in my life. Sure, sure, sure.
1: So it sounds like now is too early for both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you making us do this, Chris? I'm already exhausted. You're our friend! (laughs) Well, the reason I'm making you do this is because I love Christmas. And I will admit, middle of November is a little early for me as well. But one thing that I have taken to doing over the last couple years is, you know, we have all these Christmas specials we watch every year, but there are also all these TV episodes that have Christmas themes to them, but we just kind of forget about them because they come out year after year. So I've been going back and kind of making it an annual tradition to watch them uh, as many as I can of different shows and, uh, you know, different types of shows. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be fun if my friends did that with me? Huh? Okay, I can get on board with that.
0: That's fine. I'm doing it because I'm your friend.
1: <laughs> that's
2: that's what a good friend does. And don't expect a Christmas gift this year. This is it,
1: Chris. You know, what better gift than the gift of friendship? I mean, really. True. So every episode, we are going to watch... A Christmas episode that is selected completely at random. But we're going to have a really wide range of shows. we got old shows, modern shows, comedies, dramas, animated shows, kid shows, all sorts of shows. And really the only two rules we have are if it has even a little bit to do with Christmas and it can be easily streamed, it's included on our big master list that we have that we choose from. So we put that list into this random selector and then it really just gives us whatever it wants, so watch out, because there could be some real left-field choices coming at you this holiday season. But over the course of the episode, we're going to be telling you what we liked and disliked, how easy it is to get into this episode, uh, and just how likely it is to get you in the Christmas spirit. And then at the end, we're going to give you one of our three Christmas-themed rankings. So as we said at the beginning, we're either going to call it a Christmas classic, which means it's deserving of your regular holiday viewing, a pair of socks, which means it's functional as a Christmas episode, but ultimately a little uninspired, or is it a lump of coal, which just means it's bad all around? Sound good? Sounds great to me. John? It's a metric. Gotta have a metric, and this is ours.
0: There are many like it, but this one is ours.
1: But this one is ours. <laughs> are you guys ready to dive into the first episode of... Of this podcast that we are going to be reviewing.
2: Yeah, man. Take it away. All right.
1: So today, the episode selector has gifted us with... Forgiveness and stuff from Gilmore Girls. This is the 10th episode of the series' first season, and it originally aired on December 21st in the year 2000. You can currently find it on netflix if you want to watch it for yourself but if you don't here's a little bit of what happened the episode begins with all the gilmore girls see get it title name uh, uh. Yeah. they're all angry with each other uh, rory's mom lorelei is angry at her lorelei's mom emily is angry at lorelei which results in lorelei being uninvited from emily's annual christmas party gasp During that party, Richard, who is the Gilmore Patriarch, suffers an illness and is rushed to the hospital. Each of the Gilmore ladies overcomes their personal issues to come together, and while nothing is explicitly resolved in this episode, there is definitely a light of hope that begins to shine that these family issues may soon be resolved. For now. He had angina. Yes, he did have angina.
2: (laughs) I had to replay that part real quick.
1: You know, I had to look up what angina was. I had to wait until the doctor told me. I knew. My grandma went to the hospital for it once.
0: (laughs) It was a very similar situation.
2: Really? Was she wearing a bow tie as well?
0: No. Well, yeah, we were like, you got to keep the bow tie. It's delightful.
1: (laughs) Does your grandma also like the financial times?
0: (laughs) Uh, Man, as much as a 96-year-old woman can.
2: Does your oh. grandmother say creepy things to the grandchildren?
0: What? No one's creepy. No, yeah. The grandparents are delightful in this except for like Yeah, grandma. I, like oh no, energy.
2: I got some I got some notes to contradict that. Just let me know when we can get into it and I will get into it. Love your
0: grandparents.
2: Give them hugs. Don't oh, no. listen to Brian. Yes, yes. <laughs> of course. Love your grandparents. Love your grandparents. But there's just some phrasing things that I heard in this episode that uh I want to hear your take.
0: Maybe see if you made the same notes. There's only one pervert in this episode, and it's Doll Man.
1: <laughs> are, are we still doing phrasing? We can,
2: <laughs> if it if the situation calls for it. We're gonna get copyright struck
0: now by FX.
2: Oh no! All right, everybody, just stop right now. What's this? What's this podcast called? It's Always Sunny in Christmas. <laughs> Some something like
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So. We've already started talking about this episode, but I was curious uh, what, you know, what is your familiarity with the Gilmore Girls? Are you guys going into this cold? Have you seen this episode before? or Have you watched any Gilmore Girls? I I know the basic premise. I know the theme
2: song more because I hear it often through the door when April's listening to it Um, (laughs) as she goes to bed or something and I'm still up in the other room. Uh, it's her favorite story, or show, and uh, I actually had to, uh, in the spirit of this podcast uh, and what you guys were potentially going through, I wanted to watch this episode cold. So as soon as she started giving me backstory at the beginning, I, I shushed her. And then I shushed her again, because she started singing the theme song. Never... And in no way will this come back and haunt me.
0: Yeah, you're, you're fucked now, fam. Uh, I've never... I've never gilmed any girls. I don't. <laughs> I don't know anything about it other than that, like Family Guy bit that they talk fast, but they don't really talk that fast. So,
1: you know, I don't know if that's because it's early in the show's run or what, but I will agree with you that it, it was not as quippy. There were definitely funny parts, but it was not quite as quippy as I think it becomes a little bit later in the show's run.
0: It it, it seemed like way more sentimental than like quips non-stop Lorelai jokes or whatever what I presume it is yeah. it's
2: like Aaron Sorkin wrote a WB drama for teenagers G-
0: gonna be real with you I don't think Rory was a strong enough actress at this point to talk fast no <laughs> so <laughs> she no was. she was not she was she was working it working on it she was doing her best still not bad still better than the three of us I don't know man give me a shot all right, I could play. I could play a conv- I could play a, a convincing sixteen-year-old girl.
1: <laughs> this fall in the CW. Beyond uh, Alexis Bledel's uh, slightly subpar acting skills, John, maybe it's good we start with you. I mean, what, what? So, what do you? What do you think of this episode? What were some highlights, lowlights for you? What was your general impression of your first dive into the Gilmore Girls world?
0: Uh, I thought it was good. <laughs> like it was enjoyable. I, maybe because I was watching, trying to have fun, but it was like, oh, I like most of these characters, and now I have a crush on Luke, which I didn't expect going into this, but that's, <laughs> that's what it is, and, like, I had, you know, sick parent stuff on Christmas before, so I was, like, relatable. I would...
1: Well, and we should, we we should maybe clarify, too, you don't mean, like, I had some sick parent stuff you no. you had.
0: No, my fuck it. Let's Chris can edit it if it's if this too too far, but like my dad died around Christmas. So pretty so when it's like sick dad stuff, I was like, My heart, you gotta kill more girls. <laughs> I feel you lower lie. I'm here I'm here to support you. Give <laughs> this you some man a And like I didn't have a like yeah, like I had similar vibes, you know, like not a super strong dad-son relationship and then it's like oh fuck he's sick so i got her i felt her the whole time yeah i think i mean
2: there's an interaction at the end of the episode that was by far probably the best interaction of the season and i haven't seen the season but like i'd be willing to bet on my chips (laughs) on this one and it's when lorelei walks into uh her her father's hospital room and he kind of like wakes up and they just have that look at each other and they're just saying everything with the eyes. I wasn't expecting that. And it was very good. It was
1: very it was very heartstring pulling. I don't know. It's not that I didn't like that scene, but I actually much preferred the scene earlier. The scene that got me, because I, I also got a few feels in this episode. But the scene that got me was the one before where he wakes up and he's trying to tell his wife like where the will is and Ooh. stuff. And she's just like blatantly ignoring him and just like trying to pretend that everything's okay and all right and he's like trying to be serious and like hey this might happen and but they just like you know talk about Alexis Bledel's acting but then it's like wow this is where the adults are playing right here it's like those two Kelly Bishop and Richie Rich's dad you know <laughs> next <laughs> next next level just that that scene is like almost in its own world separate yeah. from the rest of the episode because they just elevate it so much.
2: April and I have had that conversation.
1: She's is, she is
2: very much on uh Mrs. Gilmore's side of you're dying first. Or sorry, <laughs> I'm dying first. The, Shit. The edit f- that out. Is,
0: what the fuck is that? Is that what being in love's about? Kind of. The yeah. <laughs> There's kind of
2: you have this moment if you're watching. No, no joke. No joke. If you're watching something like this episode of Gilmore Girls, um or if oh shit, where's another thing where the uh, the the husband dies? Uh, P.S. I love you. Sure. I just tell
0: anyone I'm dating that I'm very stupid and will die from that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: I did. Speaking speaking of dying, one of my favorite lines in this episode was when Rory is talking to Luke, and she's like, "I don't want him to die," and he says, "You tell him oh. that when you see him." People like it to hear that. (laughs) So I just, I just, I didn't know that personally, that people like it when you tell them you don't want them to die. So I just wanted to tell both you guys, hey, I don't want you to die.
0: Hey man, thanks.
2: Hey, Chris. Yeah. I don't want you to die. Oh man, that is nice. Whoa, John. John, I don't want you to die.
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm doing my best. Been, like, Appreciate that. Been eating Appreciate right, working you. out, you know. I want, I want. Hey, just, just stay alive. Be you.
1: <laughs> thanks, thanks. That does feel good. Yeah. Is that our new sign off? Merry no. Merry Christmas, everyone. We don't <laughs> want you to die.
0: <laughs> Actually, that. Yeah. You know what? That's a pretty. That's a sensitive fucking sound. Like sign off. Like uh, Christmas is one of the highest suicide times of the year. So.
1: Yeah. I heard Look, that's an pretty, urban legend though. Uh raise your
0: hand if you have a motherfucking psychology degree.
1: Oh. He
0: verbally raises hands. But like yeah. Oh, there you my go. hand is not. Audio raised. format. It's like uh, it's the mic. pretty much just in general holidays and birthdays cuz when you feel isolated it blows.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I see it in my grandparents. And uh I I I got my dad's dad and my mom's mom right now and you 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 definitely hear about that kind of grief still from them. Uh, my grandma's very funny because she. I just get so mad at Ray sometimes for dying. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. No, that's 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 actually pretty relatable. My my grandma also got very mad at my grandpa for dying, and then she remarried, so she was better. Oh, so well, that's a nice story.
0: <laughs> I'm glad I developed the same like loss habits that my earth i have the same loss habits that i developed from my family which is repression until it it eventually kills you so that's that's what me and my mom do with it that's very
1: irish yeah yeah who's got two thumbs and is an irish catholic this guy i know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) i think we just hit our
2: demographic boys the largest
1: ethnic
0: group in the country in the like second largest religion in the country it's a great yeah
1: I bet they like Christmas too.
0: You know what's a weird, you <laughs> oh, know what's perfect. a weird B plot they shoehorned in this? Tell me, like, like I guess it's some. I guess it's not really the B plot because it's like why everyone hates each other. But like super hot teenager, just just coming over to flirt with his girlfriend's mom.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> Sam was coming over to flirt with Alexis Bedell. Well,
0: and then Lorelai was there, and it's like, well. He knows how he looks. He knows he can make a threesome happen if he believes in himself. So so he just he commits for it. And why do
2: I want the print when I can have the painting? Oh, he wants
0: both. Don't don't you let him lie to you. That boy's trouble. But uh,
1: (laughs) I love I love how confusing we're being switching between actual actor names actual (laughs) character names and names that the actors have played of characters in other shows or movies because you just said on the same network
0: there's only one hot 16 year old boy in this episode who's probably like in reality 28 and you know luke knows he's trouble because luke's also fucking gorgeous (laughs)
2: Luke 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 looks like a Gears of War character (laughs) He fucking does (laughs) You slap a bandana on him and you got uh, Phoenix, Marcus Phoenix right there.
0: You can like for sure tell who the show is intended for because the women are like they're, they're actresses, they're fucking gonna be the most attractive person you've ever seen in your life if you see them in person, I'm sure but like, not like the crazy hot actresses and the dudes are like What were you doing before you learned how to mediocrely act? Oh, I was a Calvin Klein model? Like, you can just be like, yeah, that's who they demoed for.
2: Do you have photos to back this up for Luke?
0: (sighs) I do not. I wish I did.
2: I'll admit that I I had a big uh, Alexis Biddell crush uh, for a while growing up. She's cute.
0: I think it's probably because I had never seen the show before and we're old and she's a little babby
1: that is true but she's still pretty cute today i think she was on madmen uh oh, for yeah. a couple episodes she was, she's she's right. on Mad Men. she's currently on um
2: handmaid's tale
1: oh that's right i forgot about that too well she's i don't know right. if she's currently on it but
2: she is in season one
0: my cease straight white male gay guilt does not allow me to watch handmaid's tale
2: I think we're going to need another podcast if we want to dive (laughs) into that.
0: Yeah, that's. I I threw a hard (laughs) sentence there. My bad. My bad. Back it up. Back it up on that one.
1: Did you guys get any other. uh, Was there anything. I know we talked a little bit about uh, some feels we had and a few things it reminded us of. Were there any other, you know, relatable Christmas moments for you? Do you guys have to go to stuffy Christmas parties or have your families ever gotten into really big fights around the holidays no
0: no my extended family's so on both sides is so fucking huge that like if we tried to be classy it would just be a waste of time so like christmas is just mostly being like for reference i'm from rural northeastern wisconsin so christmas is just drinking cheap beer but like near your family because that's what love is
2: um haven't had any big family fights uh, been to some like business parties not family parties uh, and they weren't that stuffy which was nice uh so I, I like as far as those
1: points like nothing is relatable
0: Chris that's what I view every Christmas is like for you
1: <laughs> I mean to be honest the, the the party is not too dissimilar from my dad's side uh, <laughs> that yeah. it is it is it is you know formal formal dinner sit down it's it's a little looser than that was because it's just family not business partners um, but
0: <laughs> when you're that good at business chris business is your family
1: well that you know that's a good point maybe maybe we just the sweet looks just aren't as good as business as maybe they should be <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's really not that far off, to be honest. Um, and, you know, in terms of fights and whatnot, I mean, I feel like my family gets into lots of little fights around the holidays where everyone's just like a little irritated with each other. But I don't think we've ever gone so far as to uninvite someone from coming or participating in the holiday. What are some survival tips,
2: Chris, to stuffy Christmas parties that you can give the listeners at home?
1: Okay, well, let's see. If you're 21 or over, drink, and just keep drinking, uh, and hopefully, <laughs> like, no, I make that sound like I make that sound like as if it's unbearable. It's actually a very nice evening, but uh, part of that is because <laughs> sometimes there's really nice beer in the fridge, and it's like, oh yeah, I'll have four or five of these. Um, I would also say find find a room if. If the house is big enough where there is a television that you can just pop over into every once in a while, every Christmas Eve, which is when that side of the family for me celebrates, It's a Wonderful Life is playing on NBC. Just turn that on and you just pop in every now and then. You sit down for 20 minutes, you watch a little George Bailey, and then you go back, you make the rounds, you say, yeah, I'm still here, and you let the adults talk or whatever. If you're under 21, I don't know what to tell you. There's... You have a cell phone now, which I didn't have the advantage of, so you can probably entertain yourself.
2: Convince your parents to get you a Nintendo Switch, and then instead of finding a room, just find a closet that nobody's going to go into, and you just play Nintendo Switch until the party's over. <laughs> or, like, or you pass out from lack of oxygen because you locked yourself in a closet for an entire
0: party. Or like, talk to your family. You probably got some cousins you haven't seen in a minute, you know? they're probably fun
1: hopefully yeah get all your cousins into that room where it's a wonderful life is and just stare at each other and or put your heads down and all be on your phones together that's good family time super smash brothers ultimate supports eight people now
2: (laughs) Eight. so you just you just get them all in that closet and you all hide there playing super smash Banjo is out now, and it's a great fucking character to play as. Why
0: is playing Smash in your family like smoking weed where no one can see it? <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: like,
0: because nobody else
2: gets it? I don't know.
0: <laughs> well I guess like that's a that's another holiday holiday tip if you have the right family. Just just go on like a little high with your cousins if you got good ones. And then you're then you're golden.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're in a state where it's legal. Yes. yes,
0: that's why I'm podcasting from Colorado.
1: Exactly. That's right. <laughs> that's right.
2: John did move to Colorado recently. All right. I kind of want to talk about like the Christmasness of this episode. Yes. It has to do with the fighting that we were also talking about. Okay. Okay. And I thought this was a really good episode because of that. And it was just conflict right from the start, but at the same time, you, you didn't know how, but like it set itself up where you knew the conflict was going to get resolved, which I thought was a really nice kind of Christmas tone. Like, oh yeah, people shouldn't be fighting going into the holidays, you know? And it was a nice reminder... Uh, for that so that was just that was an early note that I had for the
1: episode which I thought was nice I go back and forth on the the Christmasness this is this is a part I really struggled with at this episode there what I really liked about it is that the atmosphere of this episode is very Christmassy there is Christmas shit Mm. everywhere which I like there are poinsettia plants and there are Christmas trees and there are lights and there's uh, drawings that the kids made in the hospital which is kind of sad but just don't think about it too hard and I'm going <laughs> to get close for this
0: Christmas cheeseburger
1: Christmas cheeseburger exactly that, which sounded disgusting I don't know it's not like he made it with anything gross the, the it, cream had, che- it
0: had cream yeah. yeah it
1: had cream cheese on it have you never had a burger with cream cheese though that's not that weird it's actually <laughs> a little out oh yeah there it is
0: it took us one episode, and we got to the most Wisconsin sentence a person could have said.
1: <laughs> Cream cheese on the burger? I bet.
0: Have, have you not Have you... I thought ind- I was a... Indignant. Have you not?
1: Honestly, for being 2,000, that's, that's a food trend ahead of its time.
0: Yeah, Luke's Diner looks like a banger. I would fuck with it.
1: They go there every episode, so it's gotta be good. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope so, anyway.
0: It's... Like she also goes there to just violently eye fuck him yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man early 2000s too you know you can get away with a sign that says uh, no cell phones as well and uh, that
1: was that was charming but there's no way just no way you could make that happen now there there is an Italian deli near me that has a sign. In, in its front window, so you see it when you're coming in. And it says, put down the phone or you'll get hit with the provolone. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen somebody get hit with the provolone before? Not yet, because people respect it. They don't have their phones out.
0: I think there is nothing more pretentious in the current world than the people that do the like, put down your phone, there's real stuff happening. Mm, I mm -hmm. nothing makes me more irritated with a person like or like an establishment where it's like there's no wi-fi in here you have to talk to people like I'm gonna fucking talk to a person anyways I'm here with the people I'm gonna be here with grow grow the fuck up
2: (laughs) right what if I need to read something what if I need to read something before work or like important news is happening that pertains to my life? Like I get that. But I also I also like to know cell phone rule because recently the other day somebody – I was in a bar uh, having lunch and there was a family that was Skyping with somebody else in another part of the world and you could just hear the shitty audio from the phone being turned up all the way and everybody like trying to crack like that's really like when you're trying to have a meal and somebody's on their phone and the speaker's going that's the worst brian
1: why do you hate foreigners so much
0: <laughs> sorry you feel that way <laughs> i don't i don't i
2: don't feel that way these guys are full of shit did anyone enjoy
1: Glee Lady at uh,
0: at the hospital? Yes,
1: I was want... surprised at how little she had to do. Like she was in a very restrained performance coming from Jane Lynch in that little bit that she had.
2: Well, I mean, I that was just she... kind of her in the in her acting career. Like she didn't get really uh, boisterous. For a while, even after this, like she's in, she is very tame in her role in the fugitive with Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones.
0: She knows her shtick, man. It's like look mean, and she she looked mean. Yeah, and she just kept looking mean. Look meaner. Yeah. Look meaner. Too mean. I really thought that. I really thought that section was gonna go like. You didn't fill out the forms, so he for sure died. Now you have to grow <laughs> as a person. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't sign off. You didn't sign off permission to treat. So and
2: then the one-armed man shows up and goes, and that's why you always fill out the forms first.
1: <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were making a fugitive reference, but you turned out to be making an arrested development. I I liked <laughs> Turn it. it around. I liked,
0: I liked it a lot more than. A fugitive reference yes yeah. i was on a roller coaster there and i loved it
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay well uh as we've been talking about here this this episode focuses a lot on the fact that everyone's mad at each other which we, we just kind of get thrown into so how did you guys feel about the accessibility of this episode like you know with a good christmas special or movie we can just jump right in and know what's happening but Episodes, it's a little bit trickier because there might be some plot threads we need to pick up. Did you guys find it pretty easy to get into or was it a little impenetrable?
0: It's super accessible, man. Like, really easy to get after. Um, I didn't struggle with it. It tells you what's going on pretty easy and it's like, it's a mid two thousand syndicated network show, right? Yeah. So, easy. Except it was like a little weird in the beginning because like the first character you interact with is pervert doll man like one of the first characters you interact with you're like oh is this going to be a dark episode
2: my first note that i had about that interaction was what the director or that creepy doll man was probably thinking and it was tradition girl i think it becomes accessible after a point i think it starts off you're like okay what the hell's kind of going on but like eventually you pick it up And you realize what everybody's fighting about because they tell you exactly what it is, which is nice. But just it takes a second. Also, no Melissa McCarthy.
0: And you have Korean best friend there to basically do the plot synopsis five minutes in. (laughs) Collect your paycheck, do a plot synopsis, go home.
1: Exactly. I mean, I I actually like that more than you know having a pre episode recap that we. Pretty early on with that conversation that Rory has with Lane, her friend, that, oh, we, like, we understand in the cold open that, okay, there's some tension here, but where does it come from? And literally the next scene, they tell us, like, oh, you're out all night with a boy, and everyone's upset about it. So it, it worked True out really bug. nicely where, yeah, you, you kind of, you, you understood what was happening right away, that there was tension, and then you pretty quickly found out where that tension stemmed from to be able to enjoy the rest of the episode if you put yourself in the
2: shoes of the characters and you're living in their world without it being a tv show do you think it's exhausting to having to recap everything all the goddamn time
0: no like we do that as humans all the time Like, well
1: there goes my bit thanks sean
0: (laughs) i'm sorry damn it i'm sorry no i think
1: i think you're right though it's you know, you tell story, I tell the same story to five different people all the time. Yeah. So it's just a matter of where the camera is and if it's there at the right time, you know? Yeah. yeah. The camera of your life.
0: It seemed like an organic conversation between
1: two very wooden teens.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Chris, you like books, right? I I do enjoy
1: books, yes.
0: How do you feel about this episode's strong anti-book bias?
1: i i mean it's an interesting philosophy on how to give gifts i mean i get like in all honesty lane is right you you have to be very careful like it's why i gave people dvds for so many years because it's like oh i like movies why wouldn't everyone like movies? And I know you like this movie because you mentioned to me it, that one time. So here it is. You can own it forever now and have this take up space on your bookshelf.
2: Chris is the rain man of DVD gifts.
1: To a certain extent, but they also need to want them. And not everyone does, which I understand better now. So you, you do need to put a little more thought into like, oh, this is a nice gift coming for me as opposed to, oh, this is a nice gift coming from me that you also will like. <laughs> See, I
2: felt personally attacked because I give books for gifts all the damn time. And it's typically some kind of like Tom Clancy novel for my grandfather uh, or some kind of like historical fiction, like uh, all the Light that we cannot see for my mom. And I think I do pretty all right with that because I know they're going to read the book. Like I'm not going to give them a book that I don't think they'll read. And if it's something new, unlike a DVD that they haven't like read before, hopefully,
1: then like that could be a nice experience. You guys want a Christmas gift-giving tip? And this is this is not a sponsor, but hey, if you know someone and you want to get them in touch with us, we'll tell you how to do that. But this would be a great sponsor for us. There's a website called UncommonGoods.com, and I've gotten. My grandma something from that website every year for the past three or four years hit it out of the park every goddamn time.
2: So if you go to uncommongoods.com and put something in your shopping cart, and then add the promo code Yuletide. No, that's not a real
1: thing. Don't <laughs> don't do that. You can't. You won't get any money off.
0: I've always felt like the biggest problem with gifts I've received is that they've been too common. So we need more uncommon gifts. Who do you think's gonna get hot Dean a better gift, uh, Rory or Lorelai? Because he's got like a <laughs> lot of chemistry with Lorelai.
1: <laughs> John, oh, you really man, wanted to John, talk about really this, You're really going tonight.
2: after this point. Is there something you want to talk to us about?
0: <laughs> it's just weird, man. She's got <laughs> seems she's like got it resonated way, way too much chemistry with that 16 year old in that conversation. <laughs> Up into including being like. You know what I was doing when I was 16, Dean? You know. kind of deal there. Mm.
1: I, also, I also like how she's like, uh, we also have a front door you can use.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. Not just a front door, Chris and John. A pretty nice front door. <laughs> Which is
0: nice of her. She's not overselling herself. <laughs> need to get off this road quick.
1: <laughs> That's uh, right.
2: And into the house. That actually, that leads me to want to uh, talk about the creepy uh, phrasing thing that I heard. Because after Rory left the uh, her grandfather and grandmother in the hospital room, um, the grandmother said, this little girl likes you. And then he followed up with, Well, she has good taste. And that was a phrasing that was a that was a two time phrasing violation. And I'm surprised neither of you
1: caught it. I don't I don't agree with you though. There,
0: that is her grandparents that she was estranged from. What?
1: <laughs> and I don't think they say it in a tone that makes it sound oh, creepy. Man, that's no.
0: that's how I heard it. It just sounded like sweet. Like he was like a nice married couple, like, talking about them having a good relationship.
2: I just, I don't like I don't like it how they refer to a 16-year-old as a good little girl. They're, oh, sorry, they're a little good girl. little girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that, man. Like, they're oh, like, what the hell is going on in my life? They're just John, I'm going to sit down on a couch in front of you. I've been having some dreams lately please no uh they're, like,
0: <laughs> they're just like 900 year old shitty wasps. they just talk like that i can't say the word wasp apparently but they're just that's how they talk i presume
1: yeah i think that's an accurate assessment <laughs> All
0: right, the only offender here is lorelei <laughs> <laughs> and no, and doll guy who's the bigger <laughs> offender
2: <laughs> where she admits she's talked about doing stuff to him in her mind and then he asks about it god damn that chemistry
1: all right let's 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 move on to final judgments here i think we've gone down to some places in this episode that many people probably didn't even think we would go so
2: and that's why this yuletide podcast is gonna get picked up by uncommon com.
1: i i can't wait i i uh, fingers crossed on that one. So let's let's wrap up by steering it back towards the Christmas side of things with our final judgments on this episode. Are we going to call it a Christmas classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal? Brian, why don't you start?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a nice pair of socks. And I say nice pair of socks because uh, it it it, it could have used more Christmas in it. They stated multiple times that it happened two weeks before Christmas. I think it, I think it would be a Christmas cat classic if it happened like Christmas Eve or something like that. But it's not deserving. Uh, it's not like I'm going to forget about it in like two weeks. You know, it's going to stick with you for a bit. Um, n- Nice pair of socks. Okay. John?
0: I think like Dan or that Dan... Brian who the nails. fuck is dan are you cheating don't,
2: on this podcast with somebody else who's dan don't, john
0: don't worry about my side projects Brad. right <laughs> uh, <laughs> no but like it's like a super good pair of socks like non dress but can be worn like daily and super comfortably it's probably a little niche subject matter and show wise to be like an every year thing but it's it's good you can watch it if you're into that sort of thing
1: yeah, I, I'm going to agree with both of you. I, I think I'm going to be a little more tempted. I, I will say it is it is a, it is a pair of socks for sure. And, and mostly to what you were saying, Brian, that I would have liked Christmas to play into the plot a little bit more. You know, as I said earlier, I think the Christmas atmosphere in this episode is very good, but it doesn't quite have that much to do with the plot, especially because like the, the Christmas party aspect of it, because it's not like super family centric. That could have been any kind of dinner party where that happened. So I would just right. sort of like to see Christmas be a little more integral to the plot itself. But that being said, as we've all mentioned, it's a very enjoyable episode, and uh, I, I think a very good one to get us started uh, as we start watching some of these episodes. It's just right. It's right there. It's right. It's 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 a good it's a good little sweet spot. It's a good it's a good almost like a pair of training wheels that we're, we're going to be ready to take off and just start flying and do some really, really solid Christmas classics, I think. Somebody get the baseball card ready for the spokes.
0: We're going to Christmas so hard.
2: There's going to be more chemistry with us in, in Christmas than there is between Lorelei and Dean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Legal chemistry though. <laughs> not the chemistry they have.
1: <laughs> that we do not approve of. No. No. <laughs> we don't approve of hot moms and teenage boys. So you admit she's hot. Interesting.
0: Wait two years, Lorelai. <laughs> you
1: know you know it's you know what's really sad for me to realize is that she says her daughter's 16 she says she had her daughter at 16 means she's 32 i'm 30 yikes (laughs)
0: yeah but like that's like character age that's like character age Actress age is like 47 actor age is like probably 30 playing 16 it was 2000 that was their shtick then
1: Okay, well, that does it for our very first episode. But as we mentioned, we are going to be doing 20 of these in total. So if you want to come on this journey with us, at the very end of every episode, we're going to be previewing what show and the episode from that show we're going to be watching next and where you can watch it. So as I also said, some left field choices occasionally. And I think for episode two, this is certainly one of them. Which is going to be Digimon, digital monsters. Digimon, digital monsters.
2: Digimon are the champions. so into excited digital champions to save the digital
0: world. World. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. so excited for this. Uh-huh. This is going to be so dumb. I'm it's so gonna be excited.
2: The best <laughs> dumb thing.
1: I'm also. Very excited. And if you ever needed proof that when we say we pick these episodes randomly that we do, this is your evidence. Because what idiots would pick Digimon for the second episode of their podcast right after like, oh, yes, Gilmore Girls, this could be for me. Hey, how about this kids anime show from the early 2000s, late 90s? Unsubscribe. But hey, (laughs) what can you do?
2: I'm about it i'm into it as long as we post the episode on 4chan we will be a roaring success no No, we talked about women
0: positively for an episode we can't post this on 4chan
2: oh damn it
1: thank god
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh we're already (laughs) doxxed
1: we might be (laughs) we might be Uh, The episode in question is called A Very Digi Christmas, D-I-G-I-Dash Christmas. Uh, It is the 38th episode of the second season, and you can find it on Hulu. Very important note, we are going to be watching the dubbed, not subbed version of this episode.
0: Can I watch subbed
2: (laughs) you guys watch dubbed? Yeah, I'm kind of with John on this one.
1: They're going to be very different if I've learned anything from watching the... (laughs) The uh, subbed version of the most recent Digimon series, which was hella boring and not nearly as entertaining as the goofy ass shit they put in the dub version. But hey, if you want to, maybe that can enrich our conversations.
2: What, what, What did you watch that for a podcast, Chris?
1: Did did I watch what? The 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 newer Digimon. Oh. Was that research? No, that was just for fun for me. That okay, was just cool. that right. was just that was just a for me thing. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. We will do uh, dubbed dubbed version. Okay. I might
0: I might do both. I don't. I get bored at work.
1: Hey. Yeah. Go nuts, man. There you go. Read those yeah. subtitles. World. <laughs> God. Can the podcast just be us singing the theme song over and over again?
0: <laughs> Is there ever a possible? Um, is there ever like two episode chains we, more we grew up in the 2000s than Gilmore Girls into Digimon?
2: And we could start talking about the X men
0: animated series. <laughs> that was from the 90s, but was a banger. Oh no, I forgot to mention that they talk about Razor Scooters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh. Well, maybe we can find a way to squeeze it into the next episode. Uh, until that time, if you guys could, since this is our very first episode, if you could subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it on iTunes, that would be a tremendous, tremendous help. And you know what? We're not asking for a ton here. So, you know, every episode we're just going to have a little bit of a goal in terms of reviews because, you know, there are things to strive for. And you know what? We're just going to ask for one this time. It's our first episode. Be the one. Just be the one. To leave us a a nice little review or a negative one if you thought, hey, I don't need another podcast where three white guys in their late 20s, early 30s talk about pop culture. You know what? That's a fair assessment.
0: I I want it to be positive. My mom will read them. And if they're bad, she'll be disappointed in me.
1: Well, there you go. Don't disappoint John's mom. Leave a positive (laughs) review. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, we have things. Uh, we have a Gmail address where you can ask us your Christmas pop culture questions or leave us other comments about stuff or share your thoughts. That's going to be TV at gmail.com. And that's TV, not television. And if you want to follow us on social media where we're going to be sharing previews of episodes, behind-the-scenes stuff, and just generally want to engage with us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at... Yuletide TV. So there you go. Those are the things. I guess that does it for us. First episode, thanks for listening. That's going to do it for us. I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I
0: remain John.
1: Have a Merry Christmas, and hey, we don't want you to die. No, we do not.
0: Stay alive, baby.
1: Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by FreeXmasMP3.com.